January 7th, 2021. Tigers Trafficked. Last night was the premiere of National Geographic's Trafficked with Mariana Van Zeller from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Season 1, Episode 7. It was titled Tigers, and she exposed the secretive and dangerous black market for tigers and tiger parts. While I only had about two sentences in the piece, the entire piece verbatim is what Howie and I tell every reporter. Van Zeller then used interviews with Carnian Nasser and the guy from Panthera to deliver them. She's the first person to really convey why cub petting is killing tigers in the wild due to the legal smokescreen they cause for illegal activities like poaching and our diminishing and diminishing our credibility on the world stage when we try to combat China, Laos, Thailand, and Myanmar, who are farming tigers for their parts and thus expanding the trade. As that market expands, people who can't afford it will always prefer the wild tiger, and that will destroy the 4,000 or less wild tigers. Howie wrote this nice note to Jude Jansen on her film team. I find the most difficult thing to explain in our work on the Big Cat Public Safety Act is the connection between our untracked captive population, driven by cub petting, and the tiger in the wild. Most of the films on the subject do not even try to explain that, and the one I can think of that tried did not do a good job. Mariana brilliantly connected the dots from cub petting to the untracked population in backyards to the impact on the tiger in the wild. It was presented in a very clear way. We were so glad to see it, and I was glad to see that it was voiced by others like Goodrich rather than me. I remember being frustratingly foggy-headed that day and unable to get out a clear sentence, and I was really glad I ended up just sitting next to Carol without any quotes. Anyone who asks, I plan to tell that I was just in the shot because I'm so pretty. It was also really fun to see our own undercover video of the cub petting used in multiple shots. I'm glad that helped. Please thank her for us. She is delightful, and hopefully someday we will get to meet again. Howard Baskin. January 6, 2021 will live on in infamy forever. Politico. A beleaguered Congress finalized President-elect Joe Biden's victory early Thursday morning, capping a day of riots that turned deadly and briefly ground the nation's most powerful institutions to a standstill. It was the last step in affirming Biden's election ahead of the January 20 inauguration, but one marred by violence fueled by the sitting president, Donald Trump, who urged his followers to march on the Capitol to pressure lawmakers to overturn the results. Vice President Mike Pence formally ascertained Biden's win as the clock struck 3.32 a.m. Thursday morning. Though the outcome was never in doubt, Trump fashioned the bicameral congressional session as a last stand of sorts, pleading for weeks with supporters to descend on Washington to disrupt the ceremonial electoral count, vote counting process. Thousands complied, rushing Capitol Police and plunging the typically ceremonial proceedings into mayhem. Vice President Mike Pence, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and other congressional leaders were whisked to safety as a mob overtook the Capitol and shut down proceedings for hours. What unfolded at the Capitol was a culmination of months of Trump's exhortations to his allies to overturn the results of the 2020 election based on baseless claims of fraud. Lawmakers tweeted urgently at the president to call off his supporters and described in real time the violence and destruction they were witnessing. 
Some immediately called Trump's conduct impeachable, while others, Republicans and Democrats, described it as a coup attempt and an insurrection. Enough is enough, declared Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican of South Carolina, who had, until Wednesday night, encouraged Trump to continue pursuing legal challenges to his defeat, even after it became clear he was promoting baseless claims of fraud. It took a wave of police and National Guard reinforcements to finally return the Capitol to order by Wednesday evening. But not before one woman was fatally shot by police and other deaths and injuries were reported in connection with the riots. The episode appeared to strengthen the resolve of lawmakers to forge ahead with certifying Biden's win and to sweep aside promised challenges to the result from Trump's loyalists in the House and Senate. They dispensed with an objection to Arizona electors brought moments before the pro-Trump mob shut down the Capitol, and a handful of Senate Republicans, who previously seemed eager to back Trump's efforts, reverse course, preventing House Republicans from lodging successful challenges to results in Georgia, Michigan, and Nevada. Pence, too, played a role in ushering in Biden's presidency. The vice president was constitutionally required to preside over the session, and faced intense pressure from Trump to assert non-existent authority to unilaterally overturn the election results. And although he had already told Trump he would do no such thing, he returned to the Capitol after the riots with an even more forceful message, quote, to those who wreaked havoc in our Capitol today, you did not win, unquote, Pence said. Congressional leaders delivered similarly defiant marks upon their return to the Capitol, We must, and we will, show to the country, and indeed to the world, that we will not be diverted from our duty, Pelosi said. To those who engaged in the gleeful desecration of this, our temple of democracy, justice will be done. And I can tell you, I'm reading this on July the 30th, 2023, and we're still trying to get justice. Some has been accomplished. Spoiler alert. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, who earlier in the day was in a celebratory mood over his party's surge to victory in two Georgia Senate runoffs, likely likely catapulting him to a majority leader later this month, pinned the violence on Trump's incitement and said January 6, 2021, would go down alongside the attack on Pearl Harbor as a day that will live in infamy. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell labeled the riots as a failed insurrection. We're going to go back and do business, Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat in West Virginia, told reporters. Whatever it takes, these thugs are not running us off. At around 10.30 p.m., the Senate rejected a challenge to the Arizona's Electoral College votes, 6 to 93. The riot in the Capitol earlier in the day caused at least eight Senate Republicans to withdraw their objections to Biden's Electoral College win. But Senators Josh Hawley, Republican from Missouri, Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, Cindy Hyde-Smith, a Republican from Mississippi, Roger Marshall, Republican from Kansas, Tommy Tupperville, a Republican from Alabama, and John Kennedy, a Republican from Louisiana, voted in favor. The House followed suit, shooting down the challenge overwhelmingly, even though 121 Republicans, more than half of the GOP conference, supported it. Shortly before 1 a.m., the Senate rapidly dispensed with the challenge to Pennsylvania's votes as well, rejecting the Hawley-led effort 7-92 to without any debate. 
The House rejected the challenge 138 to 282 shortly after 3 a.m. But the tumultuous day and long night appeared to wear on lawmakers. A woman died out there tonight, and you're making these objections, said Republican Connor Lamb, a, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, gesturing at Republicans and accusing them of lies that he said were the same ones that inspired Wednesday's riot. His comments led to a shouting match in the chamber as Republicans asked Pelosi to strike his words. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.